Can't find okay. Huh? I couldn't find what I was looking for. There you go. I found it. We are episode 74? We are at episode 74. Okay, cool. So, it is... Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, the, <laughs> the day before Christmas Eve. <laughs> and we are doing a normal episode. Yeah. Normal-ish. A little Santa Claus over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I have a thing for ho-ho-hos. <laughs> oh, what a... A weekend so far, huh? Yeah, a little bit. You've been working nights, oh, so you've yeah. been a miserable bitch. I have. I'm not a fan of nights. Yeah. We got our new bed delivered today. Yes. So that's pretty great. awesome. I cannot wait to actually go to bed in it. I know. That little nap that I got was like a little freaking tease, and I'm like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. We went with the fam tonight, went and did the drive through Christmas light thing. That was really fun. But we didn't get to ride the fucking train. No, that was really, that was kind of like the biggest letdown right there. It's because we were looking so forward to it because it goes around the lake and it's all lit up with all the Christmas lights. But no, they decided that uh, last call was right when we got through the whole drive through. Yeah, fucking bullshit. (sighs) But anyway. Here we are. We got uh, Swing Polly. BDSM and a fun segment this week. We do. And uh, we are in matching red and black flannels for Christmas. I love it. I got my Santa hat on. And I have my elf hat. You got your elf hat. So, yeah, it's going (laughs) to (laughs) jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, your titties are tittying out of your flannel there. They are. So that's pretty hot. You got your hair did this morning, too. I did. My very early appointment. (laughs) Yeah. So all in all, I mean, busy but fun weekend. Yeah. So I guess we should get this shit show started. I think so. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and King Podcast. Welcome back to the Kitchen Sink ENM and King Podcast. I am Tink and I am with my handsome man, Pedro. What's going on, everybody? Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Of course you would do that. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be some fucking at some point. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who do not celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Um, happy Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, whatever. Go yeah. <laughs> whatever you celebrate this time of year, hope it was a good one. Mm-hmm. So here we are, episode number 74. We did two back-to-back interview shows. We did. Which... They it, were super fun. It wasn't planned. No, it, it just, was not. <laughs> it just kind of happened like bam, bam. Um, and it worked out with our schedules because we've been so busy with the holidays coming up and... Mm-hmm. Um, your work schedule has been fucked because... Completely for the next 18 days. Yeah, well... Well, no, now I'm down to the next uh, like, seven days. Yeah. So that's not so bad. So, I mean, it's been kind of a shit show, like everything else in our life. <laughs> what um, else way could we have it, you know? <clears throat> so, yeah. Now here we are, the night before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Recording episode number 74. 
And we are going to get back to normal because people are probably tired of the interview thing. Maybe. I mean, I'm just guessing. Even though we had a, a ton of fun doing it, um, you know, I'm sure. Our, Getting back to the OG is what they're yeah. like. Yes. Yeah. They're Give like, it to me. I want to hear these assholes say some dumb shit. I mean, we do it all the time. This and, is me talking in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure I will have some dumb shit to say this week all right. on these topics. So, all right. What do you have for swinging this week? All right. So this one is coming in from a friend of ours. Um, And, you know, they've been in the lifestyle for quite some time as well. And this is something we've kind of dealt with before as well. Um, But it would be when you as a couple are friends with a single female, which we've had come across this before. And, you have people that are in the lifestyle that end up kind of using you as that gateway to that female to try to either play with her or to try to see, you know, if there's any options instead of just going and talking to that single female yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's kind of a shitty thing to do in my opinion, you know, because like just because you may be friends with that couple or acquaintances with that couple, you know, doesn't mean that they are going to be like the gatekeeper for that single woman. Right. Like they're not going to be the one to say, oh, yeah, you know, she can go play with you guys or no, like she's not feeling you like you would need to take that upon yourself to find out if that single female has any interest in playing with you as a couple, or if you're a single, you have to make that effort with right. her. Why is it so hard to just approach her instead of the couple she's friends with? So th- this is kind of how I see it. I kind of see it as they're using the said couple as they're in and to kind of get the scoop on this single female without having to do any of the work themselves. Like I'm saying, you know, they're just, let me just try to kind of scoot on in there without doing any of that groundwork. I mean, I can understand that. Like I can understand that that's what they're doing. But mm-hmm. my question is, why is it so hard for people to just go and fucking talk to somebody that they're interested in? I feel like it's because people lack that courage, which... You have to start breaking out of your shell to be able to open your horizon to more people. And if you're interested in somebody, you need to make it known somehow. Right. And And you have to do it yourself. The worst way to do that is to go through other people. Right. I mean, like I can understand if you are never in the same space Mm -hmm. as that other person, Mm -hmm. you know, so maybe you have to have a go between. Yeah. Because you don't know how to contact them or whatever, you know, but But I feel like that would be okay in the very beginning. Right. But then after that, like, you can't continue to try to use that couple to get to the single. Right, because all you should be doing is asking, like, hey, how do I get in touch with this person? Right. Exactly. You know, not, hey, could you put in a good word or, Oh, my God, yes. Like, I I feel like that's what it is because, you know, they're like, well, you know, you've either played with this female before or you've been friends with them for so long that you, you know me and, you know, you could definitely get things hooked up for me. And it's like, that's not really how that works at all. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I would be the asshole that if (laughs) somebody did that 
to us mm -hmm. for one of our single female friends, I would be like, oh, yeah, you're totally not her type. <laughs> like, just because they didn't have the balls to go to her instead. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. So I would kind of shut it down before it ever got to her. Yeah. I mean, I may be a bad friend for that because, you know, she may find that person attractive or interesting or whatever. But, but in my opinion, you came to me. So you obviously must want my opinion. Right. And whether it's factual or not, I'm going to give you my opinion. <laughs> and that is, you know, that I'm going to fuck with you. So I kind of feel like that could work. And then even if that single was, you know, attracted to that person or that couple that's wanting to get to know her, then, you know, maybe she would take it upon herself to reach out to them. Because I kind of feel like if this couple or one person is going to their couple friend who knows that female to be like, oh, hey, you know, put in a good word for me or, oh my God, she's really fucking hot. I really want to play with her. They're not a lot like giving any opportunity for like it just to happen on its own. Right. And then that female, you know, she can just do things on her own. Then later she finds out, okay, right. this person and does like me. I can choose, you know, they're just not giving her the option. They're right. kind of like trying to make it occur without, letting it happen naturally. But I kind of feel like the f the single females or the unicorns that we are friends with personally, uh, if I told them like, hey, so-and-so was asking about you and I said that they weren't your type just because I thought it was bullshit that they came to me instead of you, mm -hmm. they'd probably be like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have this friendship that you form with, with these people, whether you played or not. And, you know, they're obviously looking out for you. So it's not like they did it maliciously. If they no, were, I'm, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm saying that our friends wouldn't care that I did that. They would agree with me more than likely. Yes. I was trying to say that they would know that you were doing it for good intentions and you were looking out for them. Yeah, but it's not even about good intentions. It's just they would feel the same way. <laughs> like they would be like, oh, yeah, somebody tried to get with me going through somebody else. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, we usually are around people that think the same way. Usually. I and mean, I feel like a lot of people are in that in that boat regardless, even if we weren't friends with them. I feel like they kind of feel that same way. Because you have to, you know, put in the right. work yourself. But if, if somebody came to me for someone I didn't really know, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Go talk to them. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would probably say something similar to somebody that wanted to know about one of our friends mm -hmm. after I said that they weren't her type i'd probably be like you know just in the future you should probably go to the person that you're interested in instead of approaching other people about that person so now question if this person or couple came to you about you know this other female that they were interested in how would that feel for you if say at one point you either had played with that couple or you might have had interest in playing with them, but they seem to just, you know, use you to try to get to the other person. Well, that's more of a you question because I'm a dude. <laughs> people don't ask other people about me, you know, or like I'm not the person that they're quote unquote replacing. Right. You know, because if they're looking for a single female, then obviously like that would be something for you. Like if you've played with that couple or mm -hmm. that guy or whatever, Mm -hmm. And now he's asking you about this other female. Mm -hmm. I mean, how would that make you feel? I think it would depend on like 
how my interaction was with him, you know, were we on that, you know, really close friends? Because I feel like if it, that was it and we're pretty mutual about like, obviously you can go play with others. It's not like we're holding down my little circle, you know, I feel like I would still encourage him, but I would tell him, you know, you need to do the one that you need to be the one to do the talking and try to get to know her. I'm not going to help you in that department. But as far as like how I would feel about it is if it would take the table, like take play off the table with them. I don't think so necessarily, unless it was where like all the attention no longer even revolved around just talking to me. But yeah. what if it was somebody that you played with often? Like, like if it was somebody that when we go to a party, like that's kind of like your person to go find. I think I would be a little bit hurt. Or maybe not hurt, just maybe like a little bit bummed because like they're my go-to person because, you know, I built up that, you know, relationship per se with them and I enjoy their company and I enjoy the playtime with them. So if it was where, you know, they just now are just honed in on somebody else, I think I'd be a little bit put off by it. Yeah, yeah. I can guarantee you'd be a little butt hurt. I don't know how long it would last. <laughs> uh, well, if, if it became um, like a habitual thing, then I think I'd be pretty pissed. But I think that first time I'd be a little bit put off by it because I'd be kind of shocked. I think it would depend on how they went about it. Maybe. Like if they didn't say like, hey, you know, I would love to play with you like I always do. But there's somebody here that caught my eye that, yes, you know, yes. I've never seen, you know. Yes, and if if it was like, like hey, that. Well, like, would you mind if like we kind of skip play this time, or if I can find you later or whatever? Yes. But if they just came right at you and was like, hey, what's the deal with this other chick? Yeah, yep, yeah, no, that's exactly then, it. <laughs> then you would be like, fuck him. You can't have this pussy no yep. more. Fuck you. Yep, I'm done. <laughs> like because that's yes. just how you are. Like you're that, very quick with the cutting people off. I I totally am, but like you had said. If you come at me with like, hey, I really enjoy playing with you, but I've had my eye on this other person. They happen to be here tonight. Would you mind if, you know, we do a rain check for next time? Yeah, that's fine. That would be perfectly fine with me. But if it was, if it was the other way around where they're just like, oh my God, so this girl, I really, really digging her was a scoop. I'd be like, yeah, no, there is no scoop. I'm not giving you jack shit and have a nice one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's that that would definitely be you. Yeah, you're right. You know scenario. me so well. I mean, because it, it's kind of happened before. Like, not so much where they were looking for information on somebody else, but mm -hmm. like that time at the club where... Where I, I got passed up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, um, that was a doozy on me, I think. Yep, and you were like, yep. Never again. Yep. Like, <laughs> and then, like, I feel bad that, that that happens, but that's just how I am. Like, I mean, I do it with friendships, too. So, you know, if I'm interested possibly in playing with you and you blew me off for somebody else, yeah, your chances are pretty well, much Especially when none. you were actually, like, trying to show the interest. Yeah, back. exactly. And like, I was already starting to be invested. Like, if I start doing that... Yeah. Don't cut me off because it will be done. And then you come walking downstairs with somebody else on your arm. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that um that was uh definitely uh an eye awakening experience for me and just I was like, What is that? Okay. So now 
I, I think I can tie this other topic into this. Oh, okay. Um, so have you ever had um, a guy say to you that, like, they wouldn't approach you to play because, like, they've either seen me or they've heard that, like, I'm bigger than maybe they are, and they're like, ah, I wouldn't be able to, you know, do anything for you, so I just stay back. So, like, have I had that happen? Yeah. Um. So, I'm not sure if I've had it be where they weren't sure if they were packing enough because they hadn't, like, come out and said that to me. However, I have gotten that vibe where I think that that's the underlying reason that they didn't actively pursue me was because, like, they've either seen your dick or they've heard the way that we fuck and they know the type of guys that I go after and they're like, well, I'm not going to fit that. So later, like they finally get the courage to say something to me just to like make small talk. But then they do kind of say, you know, something along the lines of, you know, they were either intimidated or they weren't sure. So they didn't want to shoot their shot because they were afraid of being, you know, let down that I wasn't going to be interested. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've had some friends, you know, our, our female friends that have told us that they've been basically cock blocked by random people because, you know, some guy that may be interested in her mm-hmm. was doing what we talked about in the last one in, in that uh, last little segment where they were trying to get information about our friend. Oh. And the person was like, Oh no, you know, she wouldn't be interested in you because like her husband has like a forearm for a dick. See, like, I kind of feel like that's not their place um, because like we all we've just we've discussed. I cannot and I really don't want really big cocks. I really like like that five to six inches. Like that's right, the sweet but spot. But that's for you. And right. we kind of make that known. Right. But for our friends who play with, you know, all all size ranges, all sizes, you know, like it really pissed one of our friends off. Well, I feel like. Just because females play with larger size men or have someone who's larger doesn't mean they don't want somebody who is technically average. You know, like they want something different. So if they have something that's larger, they're not going to want to. I mean, some would go way larger because that's what they're looking for. But others might want to just have a normal size cock because they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, I mean... So they have more of a wide range that they're looking for. And you can't say, oh, well, just because her husband's this or her her play partner she's always with is this size doesn't rule out you if you don't have that size dick. Right. But for a lot of guys, I feel like it. that's definitely a thing. I mean, yeah. because, I mean, I know for myself early on in the lifestyle, like if I knew a woman was a size queen, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't approach. Right. You, you know, where now, I don't care if she's a size queen. You know, I'm still going to shoot my shot if I find her interesting enough. So do you think it's because with women who are known size queens that you just automatically, and not just you, but everybody, just kind of automatically assumes that's all they need? Well, yeah. I mean, and for me, it stemmed from, like I've said a thousand times, you know, the women in the beginning of our swing journey that I dealt with were very adamant about, you know, 
a certain size preference. Right. You know, so there was no like, well, it's okay that you're a little smaller than that. Yeah. It was nope. Like, no, <laughs> you're you're just not what I'm looking Hard for. Hard stop. Like, just don't talk anymore. You're not big enough. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of uh, women out there that will play with, you know, pretty much anything from average to fucking ginormous. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the women I'm trying to find. Because, yeah, I may not, you know, be gigantic. Mm-hmm. But I know I can provide a good experience. Yeah. If somebody gives me the opportunity. You definitely can. So, <laughs> and we've gotten many feedback on that that su- that supports that. Like I don't want you know that to ever be the case for me, mm-hmm. where you know I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, oh man, I'd really be interested in her, and like I don't want someone to try to tell me that that's not what they look for, unless it's that woman's husband, right? Because of all people, <laughs> he would know, right? Somebody else in the lifestyle that heard it through the rumor mill doesn't really know. Right. Like, unless it comes from her or her husband or partner or whatever, Mm -hmm. then that information means nothing to me. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. But a lot of guys will take it, you know, as gospel. Right. Like, that's how it is. And everybody knows it. So that has to be factual. Right. So I think guys just need to be more comfortable, you know, with who they are, what they got. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and advocate for what you're wanting and you like communicate with that female you're interested in and figure out what she's looking for right. from her own mouth. Exactly. You know, and if you go the husband route first, mm-hmm. you know, like some people do, just be honest, be like, hey, man, you know, I've heard this, mm-hmm. but I just want to check with you or her, you know, do us normal guys have a shot? Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> And they'll either say, oh, yeah, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, uh, no, we need, you know, eight plus or whatever. Um, right. But then, you know, from the horse's mouth and not just some random person that assumes that because you either play with larger men mm-hmm. on a regular basis or, you know, your husband is larger, mm-hmm. that that's all you want. Right. You, you know, because I'm sure... I feel like I would be really pissed off if yeah. somebody was to, you know, call out and be like, this is what she likes because this is what I've seen. And be like, you well, don't even know me. Especially for you because, I mean, yeah, people may have seen you with some pretty big dicks, mm-hmm. you know, but most but, of the time you're just soft swapping with I know, them. that's what I was just thinking. I was like, but I didn't fuck them. <laughs> so, you know, your preference is five to six. Yeah. So, I mean... It's the complete opposite in your case. So mm-hmm. if somebody said, oh, no, I, I've seen her. She only plays with, you know, guys that are X, Y, or Z big. When right. They'd be, like, giving me all the people. I'm like, I mean, maybe if I get along with you, great, we could solve. But they're going to be thinking they're going to get more, and I'm not giving No, them. I'm talking about the smaller guys. Oh, the smaller guys, yeah. That are like, oh, shit. She's, yeah. She's not going to play with me. And those are the ones I want. Those are the ones you're actually looking yes. for. Yes. So... Like, it can go both ways there. And I think that would really piss me off, too, because it's so hard for me to find guys in the lifestyle that fit that. I know. So I would definitely be up in arms about it and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, I get guys, you know, that will message me or talk to me, you know, about you. And sometimes they are on the smaller side. Mm -hmm. 
Um, like I had one guy on, on Twitter or X, you know, that reached out to me about, you know, possibly collabing with you. And he was like, you know, I don't know. Like I saw her post that said she was looking for average guys. Mm -hmm. I think that throws a lot of guys off. And, um, he's probably like four inches. Okay. You know, hard. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I I wasn't going to message, but you know, I figured what the hell, you know, I'll shoot my shot. Yeah. And I was like, no man, like if, if she likes you, yep. Then I'm all about it. You're in. Yep. You know, it's, it's not really about the dick until it gets to about that eight inch point. Then, <laughs> then I'm like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> then it becomes about the dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of these guys just are so insecure. Mm-hmm. And it holds them back a lot. It does. I mean, and you can't blame them. No, no. Because everywhere you look, it's size this, size well, that. I mean, it, literally, it's the society that made them think that what they have is not good enough. Well, yeah. So well, why they don't want to put themselves out there because they already don't feel very confident with what they have. Well, yeah. And like, if you are a regular user on X, you know, that <laughs> it's constant big dicks everywhere. Well, that and there's this new uh, like BNWO yeah, like craze that. that's going on yeah. where like all these white girls are basically saying, you know, how white guys and their little dicks, you know, need to just stay in a cage and like mm-hmm. never use their dicks ever again. And this and that, and only black guys should be fucking, you know, white women and all this stuff. So is it wrong of me to want to know if I could shove a big black cock inside of a cage and see if it'll work? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> big enough cage. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the shit that average and smaller guys see on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't help them even like break out of that shell at all. Well, no, it it makes makes them feel like shit, and it also causes a lot of resentment against women. And, yeah, you know, which to a point I can understand. Yeah, like I'm sure women would not appreciate if all they saw on X or porn sites was guys saying that chicks that can take huge dicks need to like you know, never use their vaginas again because they're useless for normal guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It would totally be not, it, women would be so appalled if oh yeah. they read that or saw that being posted and they'd be like, what the fuck that, who thinks that's okay to say that and talk to people like right. that, but it's okay to shit on men. Right. You know, perfectly and, fine. Apparently. And especially white guys like, yeah, like white men are like the perfect shitting ground for everybody these days it seems yeah you know and it's no different in the porn world no so i mean and that's why like for me and the content that i'm looking to create like i want to work with everybody white women black women Mm -hmm. asian women hispanic women like i mean it's also all the women you're attracted to (laughs) well yeah but i mean like i i just want other guys you know to see that you can do whatever you want as long as yeah. you're a decent guy, mm-hmm. you take care of yourself, and you're respectful. Right. Like, you can do and have fun with whoever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let the the latest porn craze, you know, make you feel like shit about yourself. Yeah, definitely don't. I mean, it will take time for things to change. But Yeah, I mean, it, it goes in cycles. Mm-hmm. In 
two years, it'll be something else that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, is super popular. Yeah. But, um, and what really sucks is like almost all my friends are black guys. They are. <laughs> you, you know, and like, I, I love supporting them mm-hmm. and their content, you know, and like their business, but like, it's really hard to kind of have a mutual understanding with each other mm-hmm. because right now, you know, the interracial thing between black guys and white girls is so popular. It is. You, you know, like they can pretty much just put a post up who wants to collab and there's 30 white chicks. Yeah. That are like, oh, me, me, me. Yeah. You know, and if I put a post up and say, you know, hey, I'm looking for a black chick or a Hispanic chick or an Asian chick, mm-hmm. I might get like one. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and like, it's just crazy because I mean, I'm just maybe a hair smaller than one of our friends. Yeah. You know, who's a BBC mm-hmm. and works with tons, tons of girls of women. Yeah. Tons of women. Yep. But like when it's on a white guy, they're like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't get that. I really don't. So I can completely understand why guys feel the way they do and are apprehensive about approaching women. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they've either heard or seen that that woman plays with bigger guys. Yeah. But at the same time, if you know what you're doing, you can give someone a good experience. Yeah. You know, it may not be the same, you know, sensation of her taking a big dick. Right. But there's other ways to pleasure a woman, Mm -hmm. you you know, besides just filling her vagina (laughs) with a slab of meat. Right. Like if, if, if that's, that's all you've got, yeah. you, you got more skills you got to worry about. Yeah. So I just hope that guys that may be listening, you know, that are on that average, you know, scale, mm-hmm. like there's women like you out there yeah, that love the average guys. Yeah. And even the women who will take big dicks, most of them will play with average guys too, as long as you know what you're doing and you're respectful. Yeah. You know, and you're a good dude. Yeah, like that's, that that's what's going to go a lot further for you is if you're a good guy. Yeah, like if you are well put together, well put together, you can hold a conversation. Yes, you're confident. You know, like the confidence thing is is massive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been saying that since we started this show. Like mm-hmm. I walk around like I got a 12 inch dick. You do, which is why I attract <laughs> size queens. But you know, I know. What, what I'm packing mm-hmm. and it ain't 12 inches, but I can go into a play session knowing that I am going to provide a good time. You yeah. know, as, as long as nothing crazy happens, you know, that makes it a bad time. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've never thought going into something, Oh man, I don't think I can, you know, uh, please this chick. Right. Like, because as soon as you start thinking that you're done, you might as well just pack your shit up and go home because, hey, your your dick probably isn't even going to get hard because you're so in your fucking head now. Yeah. And, you know, B, if you're so focused on, like, being super good, mm-hmm. that woman is going to be like, this boy's trying too hard. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> like, we will totally know. Just have fun. Enjoy mm-hmm. your partner. I feel you like know? if you show that you're enjoying your time with that person, regardless of your skills with it, that goes a lot further because we can see the enthusiasm. 
and that you're, you know, you're trying, but you're not getting caught up in your head of like, oh crap, I don't know if she really liked that spot. You're just like, I'm here for this moment and I'm loving every second of it. And we're going to feed off of that. Exactly. So guys, no matter what you got, just be a good dude, well-groomed mm-hmm. and have confidence. Yeah. And you will pull more women than you could ever imagine. You know, you just can't be shy. You got to put yourself out there. Yeah. And to everyone else, don't go around telling people what other people's preferences are. No. Leave because, that for that individual. To because say. you're cock or pussy blocking people, you know, without realizing it probably. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody asks you about a- another person, tell them, hey, you should probably go talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you might actually get a shot with them. Absolutely. So that's my advice on those two topics. I love it. Good. (laughs) All right. So what do we got for polyamory? All right. So this is kind of in my department. Okay. So I get this a lot, um, mainly online. And it's when people find out that I am also polyamorous. You are? I am. Imagine slut. I know. I just need them all. I need everything. Give it all to me. But what ends up happening is as soon as a guy finds out that I am polyamorous, they automatically assume that it's fair game to shoot their shot with me. And now, granted, it's not necessarily not true. I mean, yes, you could obviously shoot your shot with me. But if you know or you just find out that I am like you need to kind of get to know me first. And also find out if I'm even looking for a dude. Oh, so you're saying like in conversation, you know, you're yes. like, in- yeah, I'm, I'm polyamorous. You know, my husband and I, you know, we date other people. It completely changed the tone of my conversation with them. And then like, as soon as you say that, they're like, oh, so would you go out with me? You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what happens. And, you know, I'm just trying to get to know the person and we're just having normal conversation and it will come up and it automatically becomes this like thing where they need to insert themselves to go, Hey, would you date me? And I'm like, that's not where we were going with this. I mean, maybe over time it could develop into that, but it's not anywhere of where our context of our conversation was going. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this happens with swingers. Oh yes. When, you tell them that you're also polyamorous and yes. into BDSM. And then all of a sudden they're a dominant and they're polyamorous also. Yes. Amazingly. <laughs> why is it that they're, I don't. Okay. So I will definitely say the, I'm a polyamorous person too, comes up immediately. I would say every single time, obviously, but the dumb part, I think that's like an 80, 20 percentage so sometimes the, the, it will change and they'll say that too. And then I have to be like, so I already have one of those. I don't want another, but I'll totally dom your ass, which they're like, then they, they usually get appalled by that. Cause they're like, well, that's kind of fucked up. That's not what I'm looking for. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what I would do since I already have a dominant and I'm not looking for another one. I'm also usually looking for a female, not another boy or whatever fling he wants to call himself. But it it doesn't happen in any of the poly groups that I'm in on. 
like obviously everybody's poly, but like when you're just talking to people in the swing lifestyle, it's like they want to bombard you with that opportunity to date you when you're like, one, that's we're, we're, we're talking swinging here with just we're doing it for play. But when you find out that I'm poly, all of a sudden you want a relationship with me. That's different than swinging. Right. And what aggravates me now this is going to piss some swingers off, but just from being in all these groups and having so many swinger friends, it really aggravates me that they think just because they become friends with somebody and they have that like friendship feeling Mm -hmm. that that makes them polyamorous. Oh my God. No. And they think that just having like a friends with benefits Uh makes you polyamorous. No, to be polyamorous, you have to have some form of a romantic interest with that person and have a relationship that forms from it. Right. And Not just friendship. Right. But but that's why I can't stand when other swingers that aren't like openly polyamorous like we are. I right. mean, like we put it out there all the time. Mm-hmm. We are polyamorous. Right. We swing because we don't have any other partners right now. Like. Right. That's our thing. Like we swing. Mm-hmm. In lieu of having polyamorous partners. And I know that scares some swingers because the whole, oh my God, feelings thing. But like, right, but I feel if anybody can control their feelings, it's a polyamorous person right. that can be like, you're for play. This type of person is for a relationship. Right. I mean, we can separate play from feelings. Yes. You know, but a lot of people that claim to be polyamorous in the swing lifestyle they they don't want real feelings. They just want to be like friends. Yeah. That fuck. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're dating. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> no. That's not how that works. If you're not at some point, you know, saying I love you, like right. in a, you, in, you know, in a more boyfriend, in-depth. girlfriend way. Right. Not just like, I love you as my friend. You're my right. best friend. Like if you don't get that feeling of you know, like you want to share your life with that person, right? You're not polyamorous. No, but I feel like swingers because they're already a form of ethically non-monogamous will jump at that to kind of lock you down. Yeah. You you know, as like, Oh, well you're, you're designated play partner all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no. Right. Because (laughs) that, that again is not even what you do with swinging. Like, that's the whole point of swinging is to have a variety. But you see it all the time. You do. Like these swingers will get a friends with benefits. Yeah. You know, and then usually the chick is not allowed to play with other guys after that. That's usually what it is. She's just, she's to her partner and one other guy because her partner said it was okay, but she can't do anybody else. Right. You know, but like they still go to all the, all the events, events and everything. Yep. And, you know, if the boyfriend, quote unquote, isn't there, she only plays with her husband. Yeah. And nobody else. And it's like, but meanwhile, the dude's out fucking 10 other chicks. Yeah. You know, telling all them, oh, I'm polyamorous, you know. (laughs) And that, I feel like that ends up being a, the, the worst depiction of polyamory because they're not representing it at all the way it is no it it drives me they're just using a term to be like look i fuck a bunch of people that's not what polyamorous people do 
Yeah, and like, like we actually try to like coin down to just one other person, or maybe just two other people, depending on our abilities right. of being able to give everybody the fair time that they deserve. That's not what you do when you're swinging. That's like, hey, you got two hours with me. Better like, let's go. You know, like, yeah, totally I, different. You know, I mean, <clears throat> like if I'm in a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. with another woman who's also a swinger, mm-hmm. like. You're not going to tell her no, she you can, can go. She can go fuck whoever she wants. Right. Like, as, you know, as long as she's being safe about it. Exactly. Because, you know, you you have <sighs> another relationship. You have to be right. conscious of your actions and making sure that you keep yourself safe and them safe. You know, and hell, if she, if that a woman also wanted to have another boyfriend, then it like, is sure. what it is. Like, we're polyamorous. <laughs> right. And as long as you're getting the time that you deserve and she's still getting the time that she needs and being able to give her time to everybody else, everybody's happy, then it works. Right. Like there is no, you know, like in this case, it would be a two penis policy. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like anybody that tries to lock somebody down, mm-hmm. you know, to where they can't play with anyone, but like their quote unquote partners. Yeah is fucking bullshit, especially if you claim to be a swinger. Yeah, there's, you know, locking down people and swinging don't go together. That's, that literally is the opposite. Yeah, so, I mean, like, how do you handle, I mean, mean, like, I know you already said, like, what you would say to them, but, like, Mm -hmm. how do you, or I guess, how does it make you feel when you're just trying to have, like, a normal conversation in a swing setting, and, like, does that automatically just dry your pussy up? Oh yeah. 100%. Because like I'm going into conversations with these guys, you know, hoping to find, you know, something that I'm also attracted to them on besides like their looks or, you know, something that I saw that, you know, brought me to want to talk to them. And I'm starting, I'm trying to build up, you know, information about them, what they're looking for, you know, the things that they like. And when, you know, we start talking about my relationship that I have with you, because, you know, Usually a step before that is I'm asking what their relationship is, their status, you know, and what they're looking for is like, you know, just a full swap or a soft swap or something like that. Um, when it changes to them being like, oh, you're polyamorous. I happen to be polyamorous too. I'm like, one, I mean, I guess you could have said that in the very beginning, but at the same time, it totally changes the tone because to me, now you just kind of saw me as like, this opportunity of like dating material when that wasn't what I was looking for. And if I was, I would have said something about that from the very beginning. So that way you knew that, Hey, this is what it is. And then I kind of feel like you only say it because you want that opportunity to just fucking whenever you want to, because that's what in your mind you think it is. Right now. Do you ever tell these guys like what you just said? I mean, or do you just kind of like I'm very sweet, <laughs> I'm very sweet when it comes to it. Um, it's one of those where I say, you know, hey, yes, I am polyamorous. I am not looking for another man in my life. I'm also not looking for another dominant. And normally, or at this time, I'm looking for a girlfriend. But I'm open for, you know, swinging. But once they throw the, oh, I'm polyamorous too at me, I already closed that door for even playing. I just don't want, I'm not into it now. Well, yeah, because now you have to worry about them, you know, quote unquote, falling in love once they do get to fuck you. 
Right. And then, (laughs) you know, they're going to be blowing my phone up all the time or hounding me at parties every time they see me. And I may not want to play with you just because that one party I do or I don't. And the next one I decide I do or I don't, you know, like I don't want them to keep trying each time if I'm not interested. Gotcha. I mean, I don't generally have that issue like with women, like when I tell them I'm polyamorous or like, I like can a, never do that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I that happens a lot. But that's why I feel like when a guy brings it up, I feel like they're literally only saying it because they're trying to make themselves give more up, like uh, more chances to be with me. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've been in these swing groups on Facebook and, you know, other kink websites and all this stuff for a long time. And the funniest thing is you'll never see them talk about polyamory. No. Ever. It's not in their comments. It's not in their posts. It's not right. in their introductions. But then when they talk to you, all's, all of a sudden they're polyamorous. Right. And that's what <laughs> pisses me off. And that's why I automatically will shut down any form of interest that I had. I don't blame you. So, all right. There you have it, folks. If Tink is looking to swing with you, don't try to make her your girlfriend. No, because it won't happen. Because now you're not going to have a girlfriend and you're not going to get fucked. Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a bitch like that. So, I am. I'll right. that. <laughs> so what do you got for BDSM? All right. My favorite. Let's talk about restraints. Uh, I've had one of those before. You, you've had? Oh, restraints, not a restraining order. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Restraints, like the things that you use to tie down somebody so they can move. I have those too. I know yeah. you do. We, we have quite a few. So I picked a few. Um, one of them we don't have, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that one first, is a hog tie restraint. We do have a hog tie restraint. <gasps> we do? Yeah. Where's that one? It's the one that looks like an X, the circle in the middle. Oh. We just don't use it because you usually don't like being on your stomach. So. All right. Well, we're, we might need to use that one again because <laughs> I know which one you're talking about and I know... I do know where it is. Never mind. I do know where it is. We do need to use that at some point. Okay. But anyway, so a hog tie restraint, like you had said, is going to have four points to it. So your wrists are going to be together and your ankles are going to be together, but your wrist will be behind your back and then you'll be attached to your ankles. So I do know that there is another one that I had found that has almost like a harness that wraps around your waist and it like tucks underneath your ass cheeks. I think I would really like that. But I know the one that we have doesn't have that. It's no. just the cross. Yeah, it's just like an X. Yeah. So I feel like a little bit heavier type of harnessing would be something I would be more into. Yeah, see, like, for the hog's high restraints, I'm not a major fan because it kind of limits your play. Like, it depends what you're it, doing. Yeah, it does because it's in the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes away pretty much most of your impact zones yeah and you really can't you know fuck with it no like you can use toys you know and stuff like that because you know you can just use your hand to get in there yeah um and like as far as using it you know like to force somebody to give me head you know i don't generally do it in that position because my curve right so like hog tying isn't my favorite form of restraint Mm -hmm. um like it can be cool for pictures and stuff yeah um especially if you use like shibari to do like a hog tie Mm -hmm. uh, type of 
tie. Um, but it's generally not something in my bag of tricks that I use. Right. I just feel like it is a, a fun tool. Um, I do feel like you could do a lot of pleasure torture with that because right. yeah, like you can be technically standing or I'm not standing. You'd be on your knees. You could be in that position being hogtied that way. And then you could have like a wand be applied to right. the clitoris. And yeah. I mean, it, it's mainly for toys. Yeah. Um, you could do some front impact with that. Yeah. Um, but like, as far as actually being, you know, physically intimate with your submissive, it would be hard. It's very hard unless you have like a straight cock. You yeah. Know, that goes down their throat in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like you had them on their back and like over the bed, you could probably do it that way. Well, I mean, but then they're going to be laying on their. I mean, they don't have to be comfortable, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That goes along with your sadistic side. So it would be fine. That would require a lot of lifting for me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that it would. Cause you know, they'd be like this heavy body that you'd have to try to like move around at positions you need them to be in. Yeah. So yeah, so I'd be just, like, yeah, I don't want that. I, I just tend to leave the hog tying out of my scenes. Yeah. Unless somebody like requests it, mm -hmm. then I'll do it. The next one is, and this one I like, and we do have a few, but I do have another set that I have been looking at that I'd like, and it's the cuffs. Now it's very similar to handcuffs, but I will say the only reason I'm saying they're similar is because they do the same thing. They look completely different. Right. So the cuffs that I'm referring to are usually made out of very thick, almost like a double-sided leather, and they have the buckles on them where they would be clipped together. And then you actually will have the buckle then for each one to go around your wrist so that it's held on. Um, they do also make them for the ankles. But um, and the thighs. one that. And the what? And thighs. And yes, and the thighs. So, and they can have like a whole set with them. And but, your biceps. <laughs> yes. So the arms can be behind your back. Um, what I like about them is. There are a lot, there's a lot more material. It's not something flimsy. Mm -hmm. So you feel that more bondage, you know, you're, you're more strapped into it. You can brace against it. You have more of that. To me, I get more of that mental connection to it because I know it's there. We're like handcuffs. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm okay. Like I can feel the pain if I want to by like pushing against them, but they don't really do a whole lot for me. Whereas these cuffs would be more in my wheelhouse of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, like, I prefer cuffs, like, uh, like the thick and wide leather cuffs. Yeah. Because it's especially good for, like, tying somebody's wrists up mm -hmm. and, you know, or, or legs or whatever, you know, you're trying to tie because there's more surface area. Yeah. You know, so it's safer and more comfortable. Yeah. Um, for longer periods of time. That's what I was thinking for like a longer play session. It you know, would keep you more comfortable. Because like usually when I do bondage, I mean, that's going to be it's, a, a, an hour I, to two hour scene. Just, yeah. You know, so you better be comfy, you yeah. know, at least comfortable enough to not get hurt. Right. Um, so I like the cuffs and I like that, you know, you can bind them together mm -hmm. or you can separate them and use rope or whatever else. Yeah. You know, to secure very, uh, each wrist. You can definitely put them into different, you know, scenarios if you wanted to. Right. And 
Like, that's my biggest thing because I like variety in my scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't generally go in like to a scene one with thing. one thing and, like, that's all it is. Right. Um, so having that versatility is always important to me, mm -hmm. which is why, you know, wrist cuffs and ankle cuffs at a minimum are, like, a, a necessity in my bag. Yeah. You know, and if I have, you know, thigh cuffs and... Uh, uh, nice. upper arm cuffs and stuff like that even better yeah you know because then you can really put somebody in a, a tight bondage position you totally could you know because <clears throat> like for me whenever i am doing bondage being sadistic you know i i want it to be as tight and uncomfortable mm -hmm. as it can be right um and I also like putting people in positions to where I can do other things while they're in bondage. Okay. You know, and cuffs really give you that freedom. Right. Unlike, you know, like the hog tie restraints and stuff. Yeah. Like there's one position. That's it. Mm -hmm. So we like variety. Yep. So I got to have that. And obviously, you know, with cuffs, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer handmade compared to like the, the, the cheap, Adam and Eve type. Yeah, no. You, you it, when it comes to the cuffs, you have to spend a little extra to get that quality and to get the most out of their actual purpose. Well, yeah. I mean, because if someone's making it by hand, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing it because they love to do it. Yes. <laughs> and you'll see that because it shows in the, in the work that is done on that leather. Right. So, and nine times out of 10, the people making them, either use them mm -hmm. you know in one way or another either they get restrained or they are you know the dominant mm -hmm. so they understand what i'm looking for in a cuff yes yes exactly <laughs> so unlike you know the mass-produced chinese crap that they're like they end up breaking and they're too tight they don't fit right yeah or they're or they like chafe your skin yeah just shitty materials yeah so I prefer, you know, good quality handmade stuff. Mm -hmm. Even if you got to pay a little bit more for it. I agree. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hear my last one? Sure. Okay. This one is like our go-to one because it's very versatile. And that's the spreader bar. Oh, yeah. We used to use it all the time. We did. I used to remember it would always pinch me because the way like you would have to... Uh, pull the bars apart and then, well, not, you know, pull them apart, but you put them into each other and they have the little rivet where the little bolt goes through and it has snaps through it and it would always catch my finger. So I'd always have to, of course, you would make me do it because, you know, it was my job. But I very much enjoy those because I get put in a very vulnerable position because either my legs are spread, you can use it as an arm spreader, um, you can tie yourself to it so you're again exposed in many different positions can be fucked in positions you can be flogged spanked everything mm -hmm. and you can't close your legs or move away because you are restricted by this bar yeah i mean it's definitely a favorite of mine for pleasure torture mm -hmm. you know because obviously you can't close your legs um but yeah it's like I would, I would really like to get a a better quality spreader bar than what we have. Mm -hmm. One that has actual clasps. Yeah, like an actual, almost like an anklet type of yeah. bar that claps around the ankle. Yeah, like yeah. the old style shackles. Yes, like, yes. Um, 
just for that added like I'm stuck. <laughs> well, like that that mind fuck of yeah. Like there's no getting out of this. There's no getting out of it, and you kind of almost get that like that slave feeling too. Yeah, you know, and like I actually want uh, that old like cast iron style Ooh. of like wrist cuffs too. Okay. You know, old dungeon feel. Yeah, like the whole like cold steel yes. dungeon. Yes. You know, feel. So one day when we have a dungeon in our house, like mm-hmm. that would definitely be on my like sadist wall. Yes. You know, <laughs> hanging there with a nice little glow light underneath to show it off. Yes. And to add to that set uh-huh. would be um, the steel rod. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think so. Where you can put attachments on the top and it can go like right in your pussy or like right in your ass and you just stand over it. Oh, yes. I have seen that. Yeah. So. But it doesn't move, right? It's just the stand. Yeah, but just, okay. it's just the yes. stand. But that's the whole thing, you know, is you're shackled in place. Right. And you can't move. Yeah. So. Like, it's just, you have this toy, you know, filling you. Yeah. But can't do anything with it. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, just it's just stuck in there. You. Yeah. That would be fun. That definitely would be something we should have. Yeah. I mean, I have a whole list of <laughs> shit that I want. Whenever we finally move into a house that we can put a dungeon in. Yes. But the spreader bar, you know, is definitely very versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite. Like, and because... Most spreader bars break down into pieces. You can take it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I want one that can't. Like, I want a, a fixed, you gotcha. know, a steel rod with the the clasps mm-hmm. welded on. Like the legit one. Yeah, I want a real one. Okay, that one we will not be able to take on an airplane. <laughs> no, not at all. So, those are some good restraints. Yes, and then I mean, obviously, you got your good old rope. Yes. You know, your hemp rope or your Japanese silk rope. Oh, the silk ones feel so good. Um, but a lot of people are, are intimidated by rope, you know, because you have to learn the ties and all yeah. that and the knots. And But there are so many good books on Amazon and stuff mm-hmm. that and YouTube videos. I mean, yeah, there's Shibari all over YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that you or your partner is into, like, it, it takes some time, you know, to practice and learn. And the rope can be kind of expensive if you go with hemp. Yeah. And there's some maintenance involved with it, you know, with soaking it and, and all that. Um, but the best way to just kind of get into it is to buy, you know, long strands of the Japanese silk rope mm-hmm. and just practice your ties, you know, with that. Even if you have to get like a like a half mannequin or something yeah. that you can practice if you don't have a partner. Yeah, like one of those little clothing mannequins. Yeah, I mean, because it's therapeutic, like doing the ties. I think just like running it through your hands and then, you know, running it around a body and making these intricate yes, you know, it's knots. The scene, it's the scene, your work as it's happening yeah. that does it for me. You gotcha. know, because like you start with like a double strand mm-hmm. and then in 20 minutes, it's like you've made this piece of art that's on somebody's body. Yeah. You know, it, it's very relaxing for me. Mm-hmm. We don't get to do it often enough because it does take so much time. Yeah. And we usually don't have that kind of time. No. But 
I mean, back in my younger days when I didn't have as many responsibilities and, <laughs> you know, when I had that extra time, rope was like my go-to thing. Yeah. Like I, I loved rope. Because it's so pretty. And it feels really nice though too. And it is the most versatile thing that you can use, mm -hmm. you know, because you can literally do just about anything with it. Hell, you can even use it to make somebody come. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done that to you a couple times. Yeah, I think it was with the silk. Mm -hmm. But you're a click girl, so that makes it easy. Easy to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love rope. And now there's thousands of other types of restraints, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe we'll get into on a, another show. Right. But these are kind of like the, the, main, the main staples, staples of <laughs> our dynamic. Yes. Um, and if you don't have any of that, can always use your good old hands yeah you know or a belt I mean, everybody's got a belt oh yeah i mean the belt is a good one just be careful not to make it too tight, too tight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but a lot of people just love feeling restrained like yeah. no matter what the form of restraint is yeah how you could even use like your rope tie your robe tie yeah and that would be soft so or a a, a, a necktie yeah neckties will work too you know it's just it's that feeling of you can't move vulnerability mm -hmm. you know like you're incapacitated to a point yeah you know and for a submissive person that's a very strong you know like aphrodisiac for mm -hmm. most submissives yeah like once they feel like they can't move like they're just instantly turned on mm -hmm. so get with the restraints people you gotta at least incorporate some form. Yeah. <laughs> At least once in your life. Try it out. Talk to your partner, you know, get consent, obviously. Yeah. But give it a shot. I mean, I think if you haven't done it, you'll be surprised, you know, with the results. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely worth trying. All right. So we're going to do a toy review this week, and we're going to try not to get kicked off Spotify. How are we not going to get... I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. We're, we're going to try. Okay. If they kick us off Spotify, we'll just stop doing the show. Ah. Oh, this I mean, sounds like so much fun. It's, a, it's Tink's toy box. I know. So what do you got there? So this is one of our little vibrators. It is a handheld. Mainly clitoral stimulation is what it's for. It's like it's, a miniature. It's like a miniature wand. Yeah. It is literally like, oh, shit. I'm three and a half it. inches. Yeah. Like four it's inches. Like three and a half inches. It looks like an exclamation point is what it looks like. So it has the little charger dots on the bottom and then has a little power button on it. That's the, oh, sorry. That's the first one. And it's like tickling my hand. It's so strong. That's the second one. And it just keeps, it's getting worse and worse. Like not worse. I mean, it's worse than bad in a good way. But it's like, holy crap. And then you got the vibrations where it's off on, off on. But the best part is, is because it's only like three inches, it literally hides in your hand. So ladies, you could totally hide this in your purse. You totally could put that in your purse. Yeah. Oh, this one goes low. And then it's like number three level. <laughs> and then low. And then number three. That's like a teaser. Mm-hmm. I don't so, like this one as much because it's not as much of a fun teaser. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that's not going to take you long. <laughs> I have
have a feeling it won't either. <laughs> I have a feeling it won't. I mean, because when we first got that. Oh, my God. I you just, were like, put this on your pussy. And he just like shoved it on there. And I was like, oh, what is that? Okay. But you had clothes on. I did. I had clothes on. And you were still like ready to come in like 10 seconds. Yeah. So this I mean, I don't know if it's going to be 10 seconds, but yeah. we can definitely see what it ends up doing. All right. Well, get those pants off. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'll get my pants off. Too much clothing. Too much clothing. There you go. All right, she's shimmying off her leggings, showing her booty off to the camera right now. She's got her cute little black and candy cane thongs on. <laughs> Trying to be all Christmassy. There you go. Of course, my chair makes so much noise. Yes, it does. Okay, so we're going to do the first setting first and see, okay. what, see what happens. All right, so first setting. All right, so she's leaning back in her chair. She's got it right on her clit on the first setting, and her face is already saying, yeah, this ain't going to take long. No. Oh, I feel like Santa's little naughty elf right now. You look like Santa's naughty little lumberjack elf. Do I? Yeah, in your flannel and My your flannel? elf hat. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah, she definitely likes this thing. Oh, my God. I think this is going to be a new favorite. Oh, yeah. Might be. Uh, 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 uh. Her pussy is, like, pulsating. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so not quite 10 seconds, but. Oh, we could try to up it and see what happens. Oh, yeah, my pussy definitely enjoyed that one. Oh, fuck. Yep. So she upped it, I think. To uh, level two or three. Two. Level two. Uh, and uh, she is coming uh, already. Yep. She's looking at me like... I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I still need the dick. This is not going to really help. Well, I mean, maybe, but. Oh, no. I, I think that's just the right size that it could do everything for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't even know if I dare go to the third one. Do the third one. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. <sighs> this little thing is crazy. And she just squirted. Oh, okay. Okay. Like that's sensitive. Okay, so because it is so small, uh huh. Put it in the opening. On level three. Yeah. Okay. Because you're very sensitive around your opening, so I want to see if it'll get you to come that way too. It's like vibrating my asshole. Well, yeah. I mean, it's right above your asshole. Yeah. Oh. Can it hit your G spot? No. It's like just shy of it. I might have to go a little bit further in. But the angle of this chair isn't helping. Yeah. Well, stand up and see if you can manipulate it. All right. So she's standing up and inserting the bulb end. Ooh. Like it feels good. Now what if you clench? That's what I'm doing. Oh. <laughs> can you tell the difference? Yeah. Not clenched. Clenched. <laughs> 
It's like. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it'll do anything. It might be the angle. It could be. Because you're kind of just putting it like straight up. You'd have to like angle it towards your front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would be able to without just kind of playing with all the different positions. Yeah. But um, I left a nice little wet spot on my chair. Yes, you did. It was like a big gush at first, and then all of a sudden it was like squirting out. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So this little thing is perfect, and it's super powerful. So ladies will need to get one. I almost kind of like this better than the rose. Like, Well, okay, I can't say better, but they are like very much side by side with each other. Wow. Because they do two different things. Because the rose does more of like a suction pulsating. Where this is just like a really strong vibration. Right. But the response time is very much similar. And so. that's easier to carry it around. Uh, yeah. I mean, the rose is pretty easy too, but well, I mean, this easily fits in your hand. You could literally hide it. I mean, like, the rose is like the size of a baseball. Um, or a softball. Like No, it's, no. It's probably closer to the size of like a tennis ball. No, it's not. Yeah. No. My rose? It's at least the size of a baseball. I feel like it's a little bit smaller than that. I don't think so. But that thing is mm-hmm. tiny. It is super tiny. I mean, like you could. I was surprised how tiny it actually was. You could. It, it's basically the size of a tampon. It is. Yeah. Which is just, just like a big bulb at the end. Yeah. So basically the, the handle is the size of a tampon. And then the bulb on top is like the size of a bouncy ball. Yeah. Or like a clown's nose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Actually, it's smaller than a clown's nose. Yeah. So, and do you remember how much that one cost? Um, Is that like... This one, I think, was only like $12 or $14. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, like, and the rose is 50-something. Right. Like, <laughs> I will take this, and I will put it in my bag, and if I feel like in the middle of traffic, I'm just going to come. However, we do know now that it will soak my seats. Yeah. So, I probably won't do that. Level one. Level one only. Level yeah. one, and I will not come. Level two and three, I, well, level one, I still come. But level two and three, I come with a lot of a mess. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all right. If you want to see what just happened here, make sure you head over to Fansly, where we put all of our video episodes and bonus content up on there. Mm-hmm. That is fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M-A and kink podcast so hope you guys enjoyed the show and we hope everyone has a merry merry fucking christmas merry christmas as this show will be coming out on baby jesus's birthday yay (laughs) it's great of our like kinky horny shit (laughs) yeah what better (laughs) present could you want this is the best present ever than episode number 74 to listen to on baby jesus's birthday (laughs) <laughs> ho 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 you filthy animal <laughs> <laughs> i am <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the kitchen sink enm and kink podcast please make sure to check out the people who support us vj's hot spot the trendy pineapple and also pandora's resort they are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K 
K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast. Thank you.